Is the run defense as good as it appears in preseason? Now it's the regular season. Is it for real? Is it actually as improved as it looks to be? Welcome to Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, with Brian Sexton, John Osher, Ashlyn Sullivan, and J.P. Shadrick. Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, starts right now. Welcome to Jaguars Reporters. Today is Tuesday, September 7th, and week one is here. J.P. Shadrick, Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, Brian Sexton, plenty to get to today, including the biggest question mark for this team going into week one. We'll all answer that question coming up in just a little bit. First off, Ashland, it's finally game week after a long offseason, training camp, preseason. It's all in the rear view now. Finally. It's for real, and we joke every week is a must win, but I don't know about you guys, but it feels like, like we said, the Dallas Cowboys third preseason game was a must win. We never call preseason games must wins. This just seems like it. You need that win. You need that confidence to believe in the team message. I know we don't say must wins, but this week sure feels like one. <laughs> well, and then if they lose, you know what week two is? Must, must win. win. win that one. And then week three, must win. I mean, it, 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 I get the point. I also look back on the Jaguars beat the Colts in week one last yeah. year. So Exactly. Everything's immediate. Everything's urgent. It, it'd be big, and they have to. I think they need to get a couple wins in that first four. I don't think this is a playoff team. I think to achieve what they want to achieve, I think you need to win a few of the next four. I just can't go must win. I, I just can't do Not it. Brian. No, no. But you look. You can look at the schedule and see where you have. Um, you have a Houston team, a Broncos team who has a very good defense, but they're unsettled at quarterback. And and I think Arizona is a really good team. But then you know, since he's coming back, and I mean, they, they've set this thing up for this team to have a little success early. And then hopefully have some success late because that seven game stretch is going to be hard. It's a like to win, but here's another reason why you'd like to win. They've lost 15 in a row, and no one's going to put this on this team unless they lose 16 in a row, right? If if you're at 16 in a row, then guess what? Everyone's writing the Jaguars have lost 16 in a row. Until you finally break it, they're going to carry it. It's not their burden because it was last year's team. But if they don't win on opening day, it becomes their burden. Urban Meyer spoke Monday in a press conference, and you know if he wasn't nervous before, Ashland's comment there about having the must-win probably made Way him go, a more nervous. You know, I'm horrified, sure he said. Right? <laughs> he said he wasn't, you know, nervous yet, but it would get there. It's, you know, I'm guessing just the way he talked about his preparation and his detail with the coaching staff that he goes through every week. I'm guessing the training camp and off-season, Urban Meyer is a little different than game week, Urban Meyer. Like game week prep and having those sheets ready, John, feels like uh, this coaching staff might get a real first taste of that coming Already up this week. Already had the tip sheets ready for Dallas. I mean, it, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he he talked about being nervous. I'll bet for him it's not so much nerves as just, you know, whatever the tightest you can pull a piece of elastic before it breaks he, he's probably always like that and very, very ready and tuned up. I, I doubt he gets nervous in the sense that I get nervous every day, but probably just a, a high level of readiness. Well, I thought I heard the word anxiety in there too, and, and, and he did go out of his way to point out that all coaches get nervous on game day. I can remember a conversation I had with Doug Marone underneath um, uh, Metro 
what is it? What's the state? Diner? MetLife State? MetLife Stadium. That's your diner. You dug it down. Cheese grits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're talking about this. Uh, MetLife Stadium. I forgot the name of it. Um, and, and I asked him, genuinely, this was 2018, you know, are you ready? And he said, hell no. In typical Doug, you're never ready for opening day because you just don't know. New coaches, new players, new staff members. It changes everything. And you just don't know. And coaches, especially coaches like Urban Meyer, are guys that want to have every eventuality on their card. They want to be able to deal with every single issue that comes up. Well, you can't. It's impossible. And so Doug was relating the fact that you're always going to be anxious until the game is kicked off because you just don't know what you're dealing with. But he's a lot less nervous now than uh, he would be if he didn't have Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That helps. That helps the nervous. Doug was so nervous. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, you got Trevor Lawrence is making his debut this week and – you know, there are still a lot of uh, changes on offense. There's, you know, they, they brought on Tyron Johnson at, at the very tail end there. They've added a tight end. They added a running back to the practice squad. So, uh, Ashlyn, there is still there are still some moving parts for this team. And it kind of feels like that might be the case a good bit of this season. Guys up and down all year. Yeah, kind of seems like a plug and play. I thought it was interesting. I, I question what Philip Dorsett's role was on this team when he was assigned to the practice squad. And I thought, okay, maybe they're not as high on him as they once were. And then Coach Meyer made it clear yesterday, the hamstring is the reason he's on the practice squad. So I think you'll see things like that where you'll have those guys being elevated. DJ Chark, LaVisca Chanel, Marvin Jones, we know that. Who that fourth and fifth spot is, I think we'll find out this week. I'll tell you what uh, Dorsett's role is, run really fast a long way. I mean, <laughs> and that was the thing with him from March is they he wants speed. Urban Meyer's great quote yesterday was, I don't want to be involved in an offense that doesn't have deep speed. <laughs> that was awesome. And, and he said it over and over again. <laughs> What's intriguing, and I thought of this when JP asked the question, you know, there's a chance they start nine guys who started week one in 2020. On offense, yeah, five offensive linemen. Five offensive right? linemen: O'Shaughnessy, James yeah. Robinson, the two wide receivers. How about that? The only change is really going to be Trevor Lawrence, of significance. So big change. I mean, it's the change you wanted, Brian. Well, since uh, 2012. Well, yeah, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about him since uh, well, since at least 2019. But that's an, an amazingly small amount of turnover for a team, for a team that was one in 15. 15. But to me, it shows you they believe whether or not outsiders believe that this offensive line, the continuity, can be key to what they're doing. I'll get to that. That's a major question. But that, to me, is a huge key. Well, that brings us to the story. Look, we're talking about speed on the outside and the quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. I'm sorry to be the caveman here. I am more interested in their ability to run the ball. I, I go back to what he said you know, back in the preseason about talking to Joe Burrow and about the value of having play action and you got to be able to help this kid. Quarterbacks, Jaguars quarterbacks, the last two years, 1-15 when they've had to throw the ball 35 times or more, right? Eventually, I think you'll be able to throw it 50 times with this kid, like, like a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning, but not in his rookie season. you got to be able to run the ball, which means Chris Manhurts has to be able to help. Linder, Norwell, and Ken inside have to be able to create lanes. If you want to throw the ball, you damn well better be able to run it. No doubt about that. This is period. Jag, uh, period. End of the story. One, one more quick thing. Oh, yeah. no, not the end of the story. He's right. got more. Well, just one more, one more quick thing. Semicolon. You were talking about, about nine, nine players from last year's offense starting. Um, we said last year, we said in the offseason, this was a 1-15 team. 
but the roster had more talent than a 1 in 15 team should. And they validated that with the reasons. Last year, they were 1 in 15 because of inconsistent quarterback play, not because of the offensive line, you know, not because of the fact that they didn't have a great pass rush. Those might have been contributing factors. But the quarterback position was the reason they were 1 in 15. And I think that has to be pointed out because this kid's coming in and is going to be expected now to be the difference. This is Jaguars Reporters, and come see the new-look Jaguars in person at TIAA Bank Field this year, or, well, not as new-look as we thought with this last conversation we had. Visit jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000. Let's wrap today with one question for all of us. Well, it's about a question mark. What is the biggest question mark remaining for this Jaguars team heading into week number one, Ashlyn? Is the run defense as good as it appears in preseason? Is it fixed? Can we talk about it maybe as a strength? It looks to be possibly that way from our preseason games, but now it's the regular season. Is it for real? Is it actually as improved as it looks to be? I asked the key. Beyond quarterback, I think Ashlyn just hit on the key to the season to me. They couldn't compete the last two years because you couldn't stop the run. When you can't stop the run – you can't do anything else defensively. If they're better against the run, all of a sudden those games that were being decided by 14 points last year shrink to a six-point game. Six-point game, anybody can win. So if if they're indeed better, then they're better as a team. Well, I totally agree with you. Um, but just as the flip side of that, who's going to rush the passer? I mean, Josh Allen will get pressure, but they're going to slide coverage and protections towards him. So who's going to be the other guy? Is Caleb on Chason ready to take the step up? Is Jihad Ward? Can, can Dewan Smoot continue to grow? Um, you've got to have more than one guy that can get home. Right now, Allen is the only guy that's proven to be able to create his own pass rush. Someone else has to step up. I'm going to stay on defense too, but I'll go on the back end just for argument's sake. What's C.J. Henderson's situation? Can he maintain that throughout the season? Uh, Shaq Griffin, he had a lot of money to come in here on the other side. If for some reason Henderson's not available, then his place, you know, his value goes way up, has to. And then all everything else is new back there, too. The ent- entire defense is new. I mean, that's, that's a real big question mark for this team. What will this thing look like? I don't have any idea. Patience will be required at times this year. Nice. People are going to have to remember that. Good thing we're all very good at that. Well, I alluded to this in the last segment, but I do think the offensive line is a question mark. Because you, there's so many questions marked outside the team about it. But I don't really consider that a huge question because I believe they're pretty good. Uh, so my question is, are the wide receivers as good as we locally think they are? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, I think Marvin Jones would be pretty good. I mean, he, he's shown it. He's, he's a nine-touchdown, thousand-yardish guy. I don't know if he's a 1,500-yard guy. DJ Chark showed a flash in 19. We think LaVisca Chenault is pretty good. So we've seen them, and we all sort of spent the offseason saying, okay, they're pretty good at receiver. But are they really good at receiver? You know, which they haven't shown yet. They haven't shown – some people around here tend to think, oh, they'll be one of the better groups in the league. They're not there yet. This is a group that has the potential to be very good. What will that potential look like by the end of the season? Are there pro bowlers in this bunch, or are there just good players in this bunch? That's a big difference in this league right now. Are they elite? I want to find that out. I, I think if if you can run the ball, you don't need superstar wide receivers right. all over the field, right? If it's balanced out, you can play on offense with 
average to above average wide mm-hmm. receivers, which I think they can be right now. I think this is on DJ Chark. I was just yeah. going to say that. I, he be, needs to take the step. Yeah, well, the coach pointed out that he didn't play big. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he's, there's no doubt. He, he's got the athleticism and the speed. He's, he's just not an attack mentality. Uh, it doesn't seem to be the alpha guy that, that you want from that big one. Um, it's on him. If he decides to play that way, and, and I don't know, it's a contract year. If it were me, every ball that came near me would be mine because it's, here's another million, here's another million, collect that, the ball, collect the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the way I'd approach it. If he has a huge year, then this is an excellent wide receiving group. I think he defines this group because right. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Brian. I thought there were flashes in 19 where he would catch the ball coming across the middle, where he would make – make big plays downfield where he looked like he was flashing that number one thing. But it wasn't there enough, and then it wasn't there last year. So is that what he is? Are the moments that you saw where he was making huge plays what he is? If he's that, if he's taking that step, then everything else in the wide receiver court comes along with him. Then all of a sudden LaVisca is a really good slotter number two. Then all of a sudden Marvin Jones – if you get nine touchdowns and 800 yards out of your third guy, boy, you're great. So I think he's the key, and I think he's one of the most in- intriguing storylines on the team. I, I, I want to be clear. I didn't say he couldn't do it. What I'm saying is consistency. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday, the great ones go out and do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we haven't seen. Yeah, and, and frankly, the, the, the excuses, and that's not the correct word for it, but we always, last year when we talked about DJ Chark, and even really the year before that, we said, well, look at the – inconsistent quarterback play look at Jake Luton Mike Glennon Gardner Minshew now you're gonna have Trevor Lawrence hopefully every single week and he said it last week he said now having Lawrence he throws the ball it's gonna be on me to go get it yep absolutely it's awesome when the ball's right there yeah that's sure (laughs) that sure helps the equation a little bit for sure Uh, remember to subscribe to the official Jaguars podcast network on Apple iTunes Spotify or wherever you get your pods give us that five-star rating and plenty of comments week one coming up the Jaguars and the Texans at NRG Stadium with a 1 o'clock Eastern time kickoff this Sunday. That's Brian Sexton, John Osier, Ashlyn Sullivan. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time on Jaguars Reporters.